Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern Storm, a bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. Uh, with me always is Jason. What's going on, man? I am doing okay. You sent my the cold weather my way, Brian, and I don't appreciate it. And take it back. Well, you must not got the worst of it because we got more blizzard type conditions here last night and today and did a lot more shoveling. Did some shoveling today, I should say. No snow so far, no thankfully, snow, but it cold. did get cold. Yeah. Hey, did you but see I'm ready for some go ahead? Did you see where uh David uh Mr. David Hudson from the state of America said Jackson got some snow? <laughs> I saw that. And what did he mean by snow? Did he ever quantify that amount? No, I never got a photo or anything. <laughs> that I asked. You probably for. got like a, you know an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch, something around there. Right, right. But, but it could we be worse, Brian? You could be stuck in I ninety five in Virginia and Washington D.C. right now in twenty hours. Yeah, I saw some snippet about that. What what went on there? Uh, I think a lot of snow and ice and a bunch of vehicle accidents and a bunch of cars stuck on the road. And I think hopefully they finally have it cleared out now. Yeah, I wonder how much snow and ice. <laughs> I don't know. Not as much as you have. But let's talk about warm, good stuff. What's going on with, sure. with the music world? Well, hey, did you see that our, our friend that we met at Rock and Pod, Connor Shank, got a job on the Royal Caribbean ship, uh, lead piano player? Doing like a Billy Joel that. type thing, yeah. So congratulations to him. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome, right? So what's that mean for the Shank band? Maybe they're just on hiatus. Like, no, he said he his... was moving out of Nashville temporarily. So, I mean, well, yeah, he's on the he's on a boat in the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. Nice, not not with cold weather and snow. Right? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> he pretty much is the Shank band, so I'm sure he can like uh, you know pick it back up again when when he wants. Well, and our friend Jack Solo as well. I think she's either working on a cruise ship or working yeah. somewhere in the Caribbean, you know, at a resort right now. Did I see a picture on Instagram of her, like from Times Square? Did you see that? Is that? Yeah, you saw it from Times Square. I don't know what she was. She was going out there to record or write songs with somebody, but then she was off to the Caribbean doing some work and also, I think, working on music as well. Yeah. And Jax, who we also met at Rock and Pod, so there's news from uh, Rock and Pod friends of ours. A lot of Rock and Pod friends, a lot of good stuff going on. Tora Tora, our friends from Rock and Pod, has yeah. a new song out, right. Little Girl Blue. It's great. It I is. love that song, man. Um, that and with Tripping the Light, fantastic. Those are two really good tracks. They're modern tracks, but they have that old school you know, rock sound that we like. So I'd love to see Tora Tora put out a new album. If this is, you know, these first two uh, singles are any indication. Right. So did you, you got to listen to the perfect album side with David and Ian, right? Or did you not? I did. I did listen to the perfect album side side podcast with David and Ian talking about the pros. Did you, did you make a, a pick of what yours would be at all? Or I thought David and Ian did a perfect job, except for one choice on their right. cover. They ch- they chose the that Stephen Still song, which I can't remember, mm-hmm. and I would not have done that. I would have chosen the Zeppelin song or Oh Sweet Nothing, I think, or even a song by the band like the night they drove with Dixie down. But I, that was just an interesting track. I know that was Ian's track, and David gave it to him, and he liked Stephen Stills, but that that one doesn't move me the way some of the other covers right. do. But everything else was great. Like the live song was. 
my morning song off of uh, um, Freak and Roll into the Fog, which is the definitive like live track, The Black Rose. I thought, you know, they had Descending on there, a bunch of other stuff. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And the dudes from um, the Perfect uh, Side podcast had some good selections, but David and Ian pretty much knocked it out of the park other than the cover song. Yeah. I had, uh, for, for my opener, I had Under a Mountain for the cover song. I had 99 Pounds, which came out oh, yeah. on the Show Enough box set with on, on the Southern Harmony uh, yep. re-release of that. Uh, for the B-side, Wait and Guilty, uh, soul singing for the live thing, but could, because from uh, Freaking Roll from the Fog, that, I think that's like just that tour is one of the only times where they really stretched that out that I can remember. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Uh, Sunflower for my uh, for my uh, wild card, card. And stared cold for the closer. Wow, you really you really uh, veered right on everything they did and good choices. I loved when they picked up Life Fest. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was a good choice, and then uh, Peace Anyway. Like that's like I just again I dug the selections. You've got definitely a collective one. I love Soul Singing. It's one of my top ten songs from the Crows. Freak and Roll has a great version of it. I like mm -hmm. that whole Freak and Roll concert is yeah, amazing. Oh, it's stellar. It's stellar. I so, love that, except for the first song. I don't like how they start off with uh, Mellow Down Easy. I don't like that as an opener. Don't know, mm -hmm. Do not like it. Yeah. It's a weird one. <laughs> right. So uh, I was reading an interview with Rick Richards, uh, formerly of uh, the Georgia Satellites and the Juju Hounds, and he was talking about like... Uh, and I don't know if it's new, it's, it's recent or whatever, but he was talking, you know, about, you know, they did a couple more records, like after the first one. And the third record of the Georgia Satellites in the Land of Salvation and Sin is just incredible. Amazing. I'd recommend everybody to listen to that if you get a chance. I'll have to dive into that. I've not listened to them. I've, you know, a couple of their, their hits or known songs I've heard. I've not heard a full album. So which, the, their third album was that yeah. again? yeah. Pretty damn good. Okay. What's the title of the album? In the Land of Salvation and Sin. In the Land of Salvation and Sin. That sounds like the like a Black Rose song. Oh, it does for sure. Sometimes Salvation and Land of Salvation and Sin, Virtue and Vice. All these this could all go together. Mm -hmm. So I have to reiterate again, like what how great it is to be uh part of this promotion of this genre of music and meeting all these people and meeting good people. And, you know, we can throw names out there all day. Carrie Gates is one, you know, there's several, you know, everybody in the bands, you know, Kevin Palmero as a booker and band manager and all these great people, like being part of this thing that, that, that supports this and tries to promote it more. And uh, so we got a great chance to have a conversation with some new friends that are like family and uh, what do you got to say about that? It's pretty wonderful, right? Oh, definitely. So we have uh, Jeff and Amanda Silvers who run, who created and run the Redneck Raft Out, which has some of our favorite bands the last couple of years on, including this year, Brian. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have on, well, especially on, you know, the second night, you know, it's a Jive Mother Mary and Magnolia Bayou, Them Dirty Roses, and they got Buck Cherry to headline. Which is a great headliner to have all that. You know, the Georgia Thunderbolts have played that in the past, and Dirty Roses have played that in the past, and they're repeat. So 
a lot of the people we talk to and want to talk to, Brian, have been part of this Redneck Raft Out and shaping up for a tremendous show over Labor Day weekend uh, this year, 22, right, Jane? Uh, J- well, September 3rd and 4th. September 3rd and 4th, that's a Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, on the first day and the 3rd, it's uh, Travis Bond and the Rebel Souls, the Chitlins, Cody Parks and the Dirty South, and our friends from Stone Senate are headlining. Yep. And listen, we love the Stone Senate guys, Clinton, all of them. Good stuff. I'm glad they're out there. And listen, how many chances do you have to go out to a pre-show on a boat in a lake and watch people perform on a floating stage? Yeah. No, incredible, incredible. And, you know, we, we, we hope it comes to fruition, but we're kind of uh, bouncing around the idea of uh, being there, showing up and being there and maybe doing a live podcast or some, you know, podcast in some way, shape or form. So I hope uh, that all comes together. That'd be great. Got plenty of time to plan and see what happens. For sure. Fingers crossed. <laughs> right. And until then, uh, you guys want to all kick back and listen to our conversation, our wonderful conversation with Jeff and Amanda Silvers. We're here at the guest segment of the podcast. I'm going to throw it over to Jason to tell you guys who we have with us this week. Thank you, Brian. As always, it's my pleasure to introduce the guests this week. Very excited. We've got a cool thing to talk about when we're talking about music festivals, good music festivals, music festivals using bands that we really like. So there's a cool one that happens in Oklahoma. We've got the founders who put this thing on and do it for you. We have Amanda and Jeff Silvers. How are you two doing tonight? Good. Good, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks good, for joining really us. Good. How's the weather where everybody's at? Cold as hell like here? <laughs> oh, I'm colder. I'm in North Dakota. Yeah, Fargo or something. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm just outside cold Columbus, Ohio. Temperature has dropped. It was like 60 a couple of days ago. So we can't make up our minds what we want to do around here. Oklahoma on that. <laughs> I actually got a brother in Ohio. Oh, what part? Um, by Akron University. I don't okay. know. That's all right. Yeah, Akron Canton area. Well, but I can't. I forgot the city close to. That's it. all right. That's okay. You say Akron. We we do everything by big cities around here. I'll say I'm from Columbus, so you know I'm 30 minutes outside in Marysville. Just how we do it. It's all good. Cool area though. Got the Black Keys that come out there. Um, uh, the the Pretenders, right? The Akron oh, area. Yeah. yeah. See, it's good music. That was, that was a good band, man was a good band that was a good band i think they made the hall of fame music didn't they rock and roll hall of fame a few years back i believe they did i'd yeah. like to hear chrissy hine put out some new stuff man that'd be interesting maybe she comes to the redneck raft out one year maybe man maybe make <laughs> that happen from ohio brother see what i can do <laughs> with, with all the pull i have around here so speaking of the redneck raft out that's how we came across you jeff and amanda um so um, do you guys just want to talk about how that started and just talk about, you know, not only your festival, but just that experience with it and festivals in general, like how it goes from a thought to, to actually happening. Uh, 
I'll let you start. I can do that. <laughs> um, you know, Redneck Raft Out started here on the lake. Um, a lot of people have parties on their docks. We don't have beaches at our lake, uh, you know, because it's a very rocky area, mountains, the foothills, Ozarks. Uh, gorgeous and beautiful, but no beaches. Uh, so everybody ties their boats up, rafts out. No, you know, there's coves everywhere. It's a big lake, but it's coves. And so uh, people used to have bands and stuff on their docks, you know, for people tied out in the cove. And it was always, a, you know, one of the local club band, if you will, kind of thing. And, you know, a little club band PA. And that's great for a little bit. Uh, but then it gets where you can't hear it if you're very far away, you know, more than the first row of boats. And, and so people turn on the radios. And we just, uh, one day we got to talking, hey, you know, this is cool, but we can do it better. And uh, so that's what we did. We, we went about trying to figure out how we wanted to do this and uh, made a great connection right off the bat with a guy named Mike Freeman, which is FM Audio. Uh, and I said, man, this is what we want to do on a floating stage. You know, we want to bring in full rigging. We want to bring in full line arrays, everything, you know, and I was real worried trying to convince somebody to put their equipment on that and topple in the lake. Uh, but Mike took a chance and we figured it out, worked on engineering and we did our first show, did it with a local band and uh, kind of crash, crash test dummy situation, you know, to see if this stuff was going to fall in the water or not. <laughs> but it worked. And so uh, that was 2019, 2020. We, uh, we really went at it after the first one. We really had fun. So we said, let's start bringing in some bands. And uh, we brought in a band out of, out of, uh, Detroit gasoline gypsies, good band. Yeah. 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 We brought in that. And that's where we turned on to framing the red, uh, right. that show. And, uh, then a, a band out of Tulsa, which is back this year, Travis bond and the rebel souls, mm. uh, got another EP out and, uh, actually went and saw his, uh, CD release party in like November. We went, and the band was just on fire sounding good. So we were pretty excited uh, with the new material and to get them back this year. But anyway, uh, so that's what we did the first year. We had a turnout of uh, about 700, bo 700 boats that year, uh, about 5,000 people. Wow. Uh, and it was just a great party. You know, we learned from it. And uh, after every show each year, you know, we sit down and just really, what can we do better? What, what can we do bigger? And so we've just tried to evolve this thing bigger and better each year. You know, last year's show the 2021 show uh i thought was dynamite i was so excited going into that show the lineup we had i just thought it was one of the best in the country for for the total lineup we had and, and it was we got through this year's show now what do we do well you know this is what we do we went we went to a two-day festival and, and we decided let's bring in uh let's bring a headliner and just see what we can do with it and have fun so that's where we uh we brought in buck cherry this coming year and just an incredible lineup of bands. I'm so excited on that, man. I can't wait. So I'm interested to hear more, like, logistically, like, what all goes on. I mean, is, like, insurance things, like, like how do you make these connections with with, uh, with uh, getting these bands booked? And, and, you know, I mean, I don't know if you can go specific in numbers, but, you know, just wondering, there must be some, you know, huge costs with these things. And, um I ask you that because when Jason and I dream, we dream big and we're like, maybe someday there'll be an all things blues and Southern rock festival, but we're not guys with a whole lot of capital. So, you know, I mean, it, we're just, we, we've been really interested to hear like how 
all these specific how you know how much of a pain is it or you know a logistical nightmare or not just all the details that'd be great to hear about that so him and i we work really well together when it comes to this um there are certain aspects of this that i handle and there's also aspects that he handles um so when we'll stick with booking bands finding bands so literally him and i listen to everything on spotify um you know we find like for instance framing the red um got them on spotify if you scroll down um people who like framing the red also like these bands right, yep. and that's what i use a lot personally um he just kind of scrolls through it a little bit um when we find these bands we'll start making a list of ones that we're interested in and then we'll go ahead and listen to each of those bands get to know their music um kind of get a flow in our head of how we want to stage our show and that's when it comes down to finding our bands and choosing the bands that's kind of how we do it i think yeah on that so to answer the first part of the question we spend all year listening looking for possible bands for the show you know who do we want to bring you know uh logistics of the show brian they, there is a lot i mean if you do it right you do it like a business and yes there is insurance we have since it's on the lake and lake is public uh you know we have to go through a permit process for mm -hmm. it. Uh, <clears throat> and then you look at the logistics of the sound the production's next i mean well before that we have to we bring in a 30 by 40 barge platform floating platform because uh, it's literally a floating stage. Uh, but when we put that right off the front of the docks out here, off in the water, and that's what we build everything on is that. So the logistics of getting that floated in and here. Uh, then the sound, you know, uh, getting them down here, uh, getting the right sound, finding the right company that'll do it. We lucked into that. But each of those things now are things we don't need to look for every year. Now it's just that put into place again, put into place. Uh, we have to look at hospitality. Uh, you know, we, we, we want RRO to be great, not only for the attendees, the fans, but we want the bands to have a great time too. That's very mm -hmm. important to us. Uh, we want them to, to, if somebody says something, yeah, that was great. Do that show. Uh, so we put a lot into hospitality, making sure We've got good lodging, making sure we have good catering, making sure we take care of them for the weekend. And, and uh, so we go into that and, and then finding the bands, man, and look and look and look. And then uh, we go through some metrics. We look at some Facebook numbers. We look at Spotify. Uh, those certainly aren't what we book off of. Mm -hmm. We book off of how can this flow in the show that we're building at the time. And, uh, if it fits, we'll kind of look and see how we position them. And then we start making calls. Uh, we look and try to find their agent or management company. Um, and then we start making calls and get the right connection for the right conversation. Um, and, and we sell our show. Uh, obviously, you know, we're not the biggest thing out there. We're a good show for what we do. Um, we sell it to the, to the band's management or agents because we're, limited on pricing and we'll discuss on, on how we underwrite the show uh 
and so you know we we have to try and see if it'll fit within a budget for the show that we have for a band and uh go through those negotiations get the contract signed and then look forward to it for the rest of the year usually that whole process is done by end of december for us wow we've got got that cranked out i mean uh well that makes sense though jeff you guys just announced your your whole show bill yeah exactly and so uh let alone it's good timing and, and uh it helps when we're trying to book some bands. It gives agents a lot of time to uh, to do routing to this show again and, mm-hmm. and make it profitable for them. Right. Uh, so that works out well. Plus, one of the things we do, we're a sponsor driven, you know, on the finances. Um, we can't sell tickets on the water. Uh, it's public waterway. Uh, and yeah, the events, you know, I mean. So everybody uh, on a boat is not paying anything? No, huh? it's all free. No, wow. the only thing, in, in essence, the event is free other than we started in 2021 VIP packages because mm-hmm. uh, we have very, very limited space available for uh, VIPs as far as if they want to hang out undercover at uh, the backstage Tiki Lounge and all that. Uh, now, you know, that also gives them access to the water right in front of the stage and, and all that. And we also... Uh, we have very limited shoreline area where they can park. This is all private property and people's homes and stuff all along the shoreline. Uh, so it's not just like people big park and everybody go jump in the water. It's, it's, it's a boat in only, but for some limited, uh, the Carrie gates, you know, it's perfect for her. And, and that whole group we were talking earlier, uh, and you guys, too. yeah. And you guys is coming here. That's right. Uh, it, it's a way we can get people in and, and where they can be part of all of it and, and a way to experience it, you know, because not everybody, I mean, there's even only so many boat rentals here on the lake where people can rent boats to come. There's only so many of those. Um, so yeah, it's all free for them. Uh, wow. The VIP packages is simply, it's very limited and uh, it helps us raise the funds to produce this event. We don't, uh, I mean, from day one, and it's, it's not our thing. It's Amanda and I, we both have our day gigs or, well, this mm-hmm. is almost her full-time gig now. Uh, we're not looking to make a dime on it. We we put everything back into the show to make a bigger and bigger and bigger show. Uh, And so So it's a not not for profit festival. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a, let's make a bigger festival festival. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, the the VIPs contribute to the profit. Right. Be able to finance the event. And then we, uh, all the local businesses, not all, you know, they, uh, over the years have grown and grown and more of them uh, sponsor this. It's, it's totally driven by their sponsorships. Uh, it helps bring tourists into our area and thus it's good for everybody. Right. Um, you know, we're responsible, you know, with the people that came with last year, uh, you take the numbers and number of boats and the people that, that, that come to it, it it's responsible for over a million dollars of economic impact. Wow. Nice. And so that's really cool. Uh, and, and so these businesses, they understand that and they pitch in and we have some different sponsorship levels and um, they pitch in and, and, and finance the event. You know, this year we were able to go to them, ask for bigger levels of, of commitment. Uh, and then we had and, and no resistance. Everybody understands. Everybody was ready. And then we had a title sponsor jump in. Uh, mid-america outdoors this year uh, you know for the 2020 mm-hmm. uh, to show that uh, 
put in some some good finances to help us grow this thing. And that's how we were able to go to two days and to a, a headliner also. Uh, so that's how it's paid for in this. Now, a lot of people sell tickets. Uh, I haven't been down that avenue. It's kind of scary to me, actually, uh, especially when we talk the numbers that we have for the 2022 event, the, the cost of that production. Um, man, to have all that. We're very blessed that we have the commitment before we really start spending that money, you know, booking bands and, and the numbers we can book and that kind of stuff. We already have that financial commitment for the most part that lets us know where we can go. So it's never going to lose money. Um, selling tickets would be tough for me. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, salute all the venues that do that. I don't have uh, I'm an old man, man. I can't take that stress. <laughs> <laughs> Zeg, so, you kind of a synopsis questions on that? It does. So, uh, you know, making it happen. how do you guys know how to do something like this, to put this together? Do you have backgrounds in event management, like doing shows? I do. Her, shows. Yeah, hers is, she was executive director of the local chamber of commerce prior to us really starting this. Once we okay. started listening into it and, you know, some political and she, anyway, uh, so she's got in, in event promotion and stuff she had some mine contribution being a musician way back in the 70s and 80s and you know knowing a little bit and, and how i'd like shows and how the shows i'd like to play if i'm playing a show a bigger show this is how i want it uh and so it was that other than that man you just you just do it and learn just do it and learn so you amanda's know, background a little bit of saying hey we know we need a permit we know we need to pay for these different that, things to get insurance. No, that's more me. I, I okay. I'm the businessman. You know, okay. I have a business in Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, the, my day job. My portion of this is mostly like getting the sponsors. So luckily, when I did work with the community, and I also worked at other local businesses around here as well. So I got to know the community really, really well. Um, actually, I've been here full time longer than he has. It's true. Um, so I got to know a lot of the community. Um, so a lot of my big portion is this is I go, I talk to the sponsors, I set up meetings with them um, and just, you know, pitch our idea, um, what we're planning, you know, stuff like that. And like he said, we, I mean, it, we already got people that are the day of the event are telling us, Hey, we want to be on this next year. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. But it's a testament to how good of a show event you guys put on, right? You've got businesses saying, hey, we want to be a part of it. You're no longer chasing people down. Yeah, we're very blessed, man. And, and you know. Well, you're good at what you do, too, and you're putting on a good event or you wouldn't be having this either. Well, it, 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 thank you very much. We appreciate that. But we also, for our sponsors, we really, we take those serious, too. And, and we really work to get their name out and and make them part of it, not just put them on a stage backdrop on a banner and call it good. You know, we work for a year. I mean, we, we, we market the hell out of them and, mm -hmm. and take that side of it. And that works that, that keeps people wanting to come back and new people wanting to join. And it's awesome too, going back to the tourism dollars, bringing in around Grand Lake. That's really yeah. cool. That because we promote them, you know, all of the people who actually come in from out of state, what was it? 14, 15 yeah. people, 14, 15 people from those 15 different states 
came to this event? We had a sponsor jump on for this coming year, purely based on the fact of their business. Uh, some people came in of the week during this sh- this year's show and talking with them, they had came from Wisconsin purely to come to Redneck Raft Out. You know, and that made this business owner say, that that's something, you know, and, and they jumped on board. They're a sponsor this year. Disney Island Outfitters, hey. Cute clothes, cute clothes, cute clothes. Well, it makes sense, too, that you're doing these lake and, um, you know, businesses that are kind of oriented or related to, to what's going on, too, and why they want to step up, be a part of it. Do you guys give them the opportunity to have booze, stands, anything like that? Again, we, there's not shoreline not stuff. Not enough shoreline. So uh, it's like the floating stage, and that's it. Well, and then we've got the docks, where, which where we have our boat slips, uh, you know, our personal. And then we've got a big covered area that we've got the backstage tiki lounge. It's a big tiki bar and big covered area. And then, then we've got the sun area off of that, uh, the swim dock. On the swim dock, we'll set up two 10 by 10 tents. Last year, we did one for merchandising. Uh, people can swim right up and come up and uh, the, the steps right up onto the dock. This year, we'll have two with our title sponsor. They're also going to have a promo booth giving away stuff like that on the stage. Other than that, no. That's still pretty cool, though. I mean, you know, at least take advantage of that opportunity to give some of your your big guys there a little bit of a little bit of extra marketing. Absolutely. Part of it. You know, they're they're helping us do the event. Do you guys ever have a business couple that comes from Chicago and then wants to give you money to help invest in your business to make you better? And they might look like Jason Bateman and Laura Lenny. No, but they <laughs> you said you're at the Ozarks. <laughs> no, so doubt. you guys aren't laundering money no through this thing for like we, the <laughs> we got five million. We want to <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. Amanda picked up on that early. I, I caught that. <laughs> I'm old, man. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, surely you've seen the Ozark, Ozark oh, I, show. I love that series. I can't wait. In fact, what is it, the end of this month? I think. In this month, it's coming back for the final season, right? Yeah, I can't wait. See what happens. It always gives me stress and anxiety when I watch that show. But, you know, Lake the Ozarks is fairly close to Grand Lake of the Cherokees. Where yeah. We are in the event. Um, a lot of the, the view ambience is here. It's the yeah. same as here. So hopefully we don't have some of that bullshit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, it's just... We do have we do have some casinos around here. I don't just know. don't get in business with the cartels. You'll be okay. <laughs> so it sounds like the community is very very uh, pleased about this, or really on board. It, both, you know. There's also old guard that you know. It's it's like any other small communities kind of thing. You'll have both, uh, mm-hmm. but we we have more support than than the people that still just. Uh, and, you know, GRDA is our governing body of the lake, uh, and they're really supporting and behind us. In fact, they, they contribute sponsorship. Uh, they know what it does for the lake, and, and uh, it, they appreciate that we run a very professional, safe event. Is there camping along with this? There is, there is different resorts and RV and stuff like that that you can – uh, rent camp spots, things like that. There's state parks around. You can now mm-hmm. certainly not right here at the event. Again, it's mm-hmm. all 
private personal mm-hmm. houses, that kind okay. of thing. So when you've got your talent, your bands, and you have them set up at a like one of the resort hotels somewhere, do they bring them in their RV and camp somewhere? What do you do? <laughs> Hospitality. Hospitality. Okay. So um thank God we have good neighbors. Yeah. I love our neighbors. Our neighbors love this. I mean, this we're in kind of like a little enclave little village little kind of thing. yeah so um, we asked uh our friends uh if two bands one band each at their house could stay at their house this wow 2021 <laughs> and then sure i house <laughs> and we housed two bands two bands here plus, in our house <laughs> okay two bands plus all the wives travis but yeah wives <laughs> and girlfriends travis bond of travis he comes every year and just he flops here because he he loves it. Made a great friendship this last year with uh, all the guys from the Thunderbolts and, and yeah, that's uh, leading on to some good stuff for Travis, man. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, we have a house full that weekend, and then uh, you know, like we have one of our neighbors has a uh, a VRBO trailer. It's you know like trailer trailer, not camping trailer. Um, that they just renovated everything and said, yeah, they let us use that for a band. And then other neighbor, they've got their whole people's lake houses here. It's made to, to let people sleep everywhere, you know, cause everybody comes to the lake and all the mm-hmm. friends and all that. And so their whole basement is nothing but a bathroom and shower. And then just Beds. like a bunkhouse, man. <laughs> like a they barracks. Bed, 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 bed. <laughs> so that's where we put the thunderbolts okay. and then uh, framing and we also knew Framing the Red and and had met them Dirty Roses previous and mm-hmm. thought, you know, let's keep them at our house so <laughs> not at other people's house. And that being a really good decision, man. We yeah. Like, <laughs> it was so much fun. You know fun. them Dirty Roses, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a party. Yeah. I hung with them a yeah. few times. Staying here was a lot of fun and the camaraderie and all that. And, I mean, it's a lot of work. It yeah. is a lot of work. Thank goodness for my house cleaner. Thank <laughs> goodness. Well, I mean, we have we have a guy that does uh, competition barbecue. Uh, in fact, he's, he's there's your caterer. That is exactly right. He does our. He's they're one of our sponsors, but it's in their business called Lake Bums. Uh, <laughs> one of our sponsors, but he does this and and he pitched in and uh, he smoked up a bunch of brisket and. Rib ribs and pork and bologna and everything uh for this year you know so we had barbecue catering and pizza catering um and we'll do the same thing this coming year now we have this year since you know we we doubled the bands um we have uh booked lodging at at a a a hunting lodge here it's got really cool lodging and uh we booked that lodge uh, that we're housing a lot of the bands in, uh, you know, a couple of the bands, um, one band's returning band, they'll stay over in that trailer because the owners loved them. Uh, they they made friendships with them. And the Chitlins who, who stayed there. Good band, by the way. Uh, and then uh, Them Dirty Roses is going to, we'll, we'll keep them here at the house again. <laughs> put them in a shed out back <laughs> you know what we almost didn't even need the house for them they spent damn near now we also especially when we went to one day but you know everybody's welcome to stay an extra day you know they 
they all stayed over Sunday, or not all of them, uh, but them Dirty Roses um, stayed Sunday and hung out and we cooked and stayed Sunday night and then pulled out Monday morning. But and that way they get a day on the lake just to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, so y'all took them boating. Yeah, but uh, they're they're good dudes. They're they're young. They, they like to have fun, but they're good that. guys. They they almost didn't need any lodging for a room, man, because they they were on a thirty six hour run. <laughs> I swear to believe it. It's true, man. I'm I'm not embellishing, man. They they uh, hung out down at the tiki bar down there, uh, and kept it going. And I, I mean, I slept twice during this period of time. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same. I'm, I'm a little too old for that nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was fun, man. Great, great memories, great stories. Another part of the biggest thrill of this, man, is uh, getting to know the guys in the bands, and then also watching that camaraderie between them because it kind of brings the bands together too and mm-hmm. hanging out together a little bit tighter quarters yeah, really. and and uh you know hanging out in a different environment after the show's over and we're all hanging out up here on the deck and down at the tiki lounge just uh basking in the afterglow of great show you know uh that's just great times man it, you know we're lucky people is it uh when you're putting on the lineup, going back to that question, is it pretty diplomatic? Like who's going to play what time? And most generally, you know, by where they are, you know, uh, yeah, it's diplomatic. It's not political by any means. No, right. Yeah, but, but you have to make good sense. And then it also, you know, our Saturday show, uh, my first, what I was aiming for and trying to put together had a couple bands we had slotted and uh, it's totally different show than what we got. It would have felt totally different, but a couple things weren't going to work out. And so I went a different route and a whole different sound on the show and uh, stone Senate who Mm -hmm. had actually Mm -hmm. looked at going, excuse me, going into the 2021 show, you know, stone Senate was one of those bands. We, shared with you earlier you know we mm-hmm. listened to it and we put on and we just we kind of keep following and listening to yeah. it that star city album is awesome absolutely uh, well we went to uh dallas this past spring to catch a georgia thunderbolt show at a festival there a little festival because mm-hmm. uh, we hadn't heard them live we had them booked already but i wanted to go hear them live uh and stone senate was on that show on that bill and, and we met them and everything and then uh, we tried um uh, you know, our show was already fully booked. So we talked to him about 2022. Well, about a week before our 2021 show, our opening band that was out of Austin, Texas imploded a band called Mm. the Lawless, a good band, uh, but they imploded, uh, text me and said, Hey, we split as a band. Sorry. Uh, so I'm like going crazy. First people I tried to get a hold of was Clint with stone Senate. Um, cause you know, they had, Facebook and showed them booked that Friday night before in Kansas City, but then their webpage showed them like West Virginia Saturday, the day of the event. And finally got a hold of Clint. I said, "Man, where's the typo? And which one of these? You know, maybe it'll work." And he goes, "No, we're doing both." I'm like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> so we weren't able to get them, which then brought the connection to uh, Kevin Palmero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked to Kevin again on the 2021 event we were looking at magnolia bayou pretty hard also uh ended up 
flipping the coin and going with the Georgia Thunderbolts for that show. But uh, Kevin and I had, you know, stayed in touch and, and I called Kevin and said, Hey, uh, let's talk Magnolia Bayou's to, to fill this slot. You know, you guys want on and they were playing Baton Rouge that Friday night and, and just the logistics of the timeline to get here to be the opening. Cause we have to do an early load in. We have to just load in at eight 30 because uh, okay. we festival stack the amps. And so, um, but anyway, so they weren't able to, but he's the one that uh, turned me on to Chitlins uh, was Kevin. And I'm sure Kevin says hi. I was just texting with him a little earlier in my deal. Nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure he says hi to you guys. He's a good dude. And he's yeah, him he and his dad both. Uh, well, Kevin is the dad. I haven't met Oh, Dylan. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Dylan. Oh, yeah, yes. No, I haven't met him. Just <laughs> we just had Kevin on the podcast like a month ago to talk about the <laughs> Alabama Music Hall of Fame, Young yeah. Guns of Southern Rock. Yeah. Right. Anyway. I had to work today before this podcast. My mind is shot. It's my first day back in like two weeks. So I'm just, oh, you know. man. Rough one. Rough one. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, man. Yeah, right. Uh, it's great. It's great to so, be back. Uh, God, I don't even know where we were, man. I'm just, I'm just rambling, man. Well, let's go into the lineup this year. You want to, you know, Absolutely. I have it in front of me, I'm but I'll let you. I'm excited. Okay, well, we, we, you know, the lineup, Saturday's lineup. We're starting it off with Travis Bond and the Rebel Souls out of Tulsa. Again, uh, released a new EP, uh, this year, uh, we had them on the 2020 show, uh, and they were really good. And uh, Travis is just a really good singer. He's got some other stuff going on, and he's got some some acting things. He's he's got some oh, stuff really series coming on now. Yeah, man. Well, the dude looks like Adonis anyway, so <laughs> it fits. But uh, really good band, and uh, we went to their CD release party this uh, fall uh, for this new EP. And, God, the show, I mean, I'd seen him several times and saw him on a big stage. And this show just, I was like, wow, they have just turned it up to another level. So we were excited to be able to bring them back. Uh, they played Rocklahoma this year, actually. Uh, and then uh, we're bringing uh, the Chitlins back. That'll be our second act on Saturday. Uh, great band out of Gulfport. Uh we were so lucky to luck into them at the end of last year. So I'm really excited to have the guys back. They're just really, really good guys. Uh, then Cody parks in the dirty South, man. Uh, what a name. Yeah. If you got, have you guys spotified them yet? No, you need to check them out. Cause Jason, you'll like this. And same way with you, Brian, cause you guys, you like some of the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. hard rock, man. Think of in your mind, kind of, an eighties metal band, all the riffs. And I mean, it's it, it just incredible band. And then you put somebody like Eric church singing in front of that. And that's what this Cody parks in the dirty South is. They really good, good sound. They had a pretty decent, uh, single release, uh, a cover of uh, Seminole wind, some country song. I, you know, I didn't know before that, but apparently it was a big country song they do a cover of it that just burns and uh, they've, they've got a lot of, not a lot. They've got some original stuff. that's just, it's really good. I urge you to Spotify, man. There's, okay. there's a good band. So I'm real excited having them. And then stone sin, it's just a natural mm-hmm. for us to, to headline that day. Uh, then we go into Sunday show. Uh, we're starting that show off of jive mother, Mary, a band nice. that we heard about, you know, last year, but I really mm-hmm. didn't. This year, I started getting more and more following and listening to him. And man, I just, Mason has, is just what a great songwriter he is, number one. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he's just got such a, 
from left all the way over to right with, with his songs. You, you, you can listen over and over. You can listen to their whole repertoire, uh, which I do numerous times driving to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and not get tired of it. It's just yeah. different things going on and great. And I'm a Black Crows fanatic, number one. Mm-hmm. There you nice. go. Yep, so are we. <laughs> oh, look at that. Nice, <laughs> nice. tattoo. I got that back at that day. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you really can't see it now. It's all kind of blobbed together over all those years. Uh, <clears throat> that uh, good God Almighty, just that sounds so much as close as I've heard anybody uh, do Black Crows, man, have that sound. And it just so uh, we've got them starting the day off. Really excited on that to turn the people around here uh, onto that. Uh, then we go to Magnolia Bayou, uh, mm-hmm. finally get to have him here at the lake. This has been in play for over a year now to get him here. And uh, so we've got Magnolia Bayou. And then, man, we, a band we had this year that I was really, really turned on to him when we booked him for last year. And then we went and saw him at Tulsa uh, about a year ago from now, like in February of last year. And we're just like, wow, that that there's so much more rock and roll than they are what they sound like, you know, on, on their, yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, then was, uh, it, it, them dirty roses. Mm-hmm. It, uh, just, just a great live band, man. Those guys oh, live, a lot of energy, a lot of rock. Dude, they tore up redneck raft out this year. Just tore it up. Andrew I mean, can play the guitar a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh yeah. Bit. Can. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then, I mean, Oh, on the, We'll talk YouTube. YouTube. Uh, I've got some of it. They're covering uh, Mississippi Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've got his lead on that. God, he's just burning it up, man. I love that. Uh, so anyway, we've got them Dirty Roses back because there's just that band just brought the house down last year. Everybody loved them. Some, some great crowd fan footage of that. Uh, cool story on their song, Hate You, I think is the name of the song. Are you familiar with it? I don't think it's really on it's record. On it's just live. Okay. All right. So, I mean, he, he came to me, <laughs> James, uh, before their show, he came to me this year and said, man, he says, I got a song we do. That's a really fun song. He said, but, uh, with this being family friendly, I need it. Cause it says fuck in it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's where they get the crowd participation, right? Yeah. 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 I've heard and it I said, a couple of times. Yeah. Dude, it's your show. You know, go play fuck, your show. Fuck man. me. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Had the yeah. crowd just tearing it up. In fact, one lady, whoever this fan footage was, it was hilarious, man. I laugh at it every time I see it. She's uh, obviously it's a young married couple, I guess. And they're not used to saying fuck around their house. Cause they're, she's, they're so turned on and into the show. She's asking her husband and then she can hear it in this video. They sent in, of, is it all right if I say it? <laughs> and I was laughing and he's going, yeah, it, great. They, they brought the house down. So we're really excited. Them dirty roses, Kevin. Uh, and then Buck Cherry, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, both, <laughs> yeah. We, we all know Buck Cherry. Show. Everybody knows. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you? Uh, I'll take part in that one. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I'm a, like a hardcore rocker at heart. Mm-hmm. I, I truly, truly am. And, um, I want to put on a rock show. Well, I love all of our Southern rock bands. I love them all. I'm glad I'm turned on to all of them, but I kept bugging him. Like, please bring in a rock band. Please bring in a rock band. Let's just see what happens. And 
So we threw some names out there, you know, hey, let's kind of see what their chore schedule is like, see if this can even work. And see if we can afford, you know, quite yeah. honestly. Um, so I threw Buck Cherry out there because everyone knows Buck Cherry. And so I'm like, here, let's give it a try, kind of see what happens. So we reached out to Buck Cherry and booked Buck Cherry. Lo and behold. <laughs> Thanks to Kevin Palmero, he he helped us get through that process too. Yeah, yeah. Did, I didn't uh, Magnolia played some opened up for him. They did some shows did with they, him, yeah. last year, I believe. Yeah, does absolutely. Kevin's company represent them as well? Uh, yes. Okay, because uh, I know yeah. they have a whole slew of yeah of guests. Yeah, yeah, TKO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're We're trying to get that. Tom Kiefer on through those guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Come but, on, Tom uh, Kiefer, come on our podcast. <laughs> sure he's listening if you give me his number i'll make the call for you brother <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that absolutely so this really means a lot to me uh you were talking earlier you mentioned carrie you mentioned this community and these people you know where i'm from you know i kind of i i shouldn't be too concerned about local musicians listening but this whole thing started out because you know, we don't have like really any kind of blues rock, southern rock kind of sounding bands up here. So this really started out first as just like a Facebook group with like 20 friends and it grew into all this. So it's it's great to be part of a scene, even from a distance, be part of a scene that that it's not here, but you know, to to be part of that and you know, help try to promote it and help Absolutely. try to build it is great. So I really appreciate you guys doing this and being inviting to us and welcoming and supportive. It's awesome. Your growth this year, you're not from a distance anymore. You're, you're smooth ass in the middle of it now, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just the way it is. You're part of it. It's a good place to be. What's a good family of people. Like Jeff said it earlier, there, there is this emerging, emerging or more of a spotlight on these this rock scene now you're hearing a lot more about these bands there's these great bands they're actually a little bit of media coverage that you're going on and you guys are helping promote it and get get more people to know who these are these artists are same thing with us and it's just good to be part of this overall family that does things like that because you know amanda and jeff you guys are both you're in the rock music brian and i are are and like to have these young bands come up, play guitar, do their own stuff, play rock music is good to hear. Cause I don't feel like we've had that for quite a while. No, we haven't, you know, um, again, she's more of the nineties. I tuned out in that whole, that whole era and the, the drop detuning of everything, you know, I still, <laughs> think, no, I it, like it's the true. Seventies and eighties. It's I, mostly the 80s stuff I, yeah, true. I dropped out in that, that era, as far as there just wasn't anything turning me on, you know? And I must say, and you know, Brian, as we said, talk about the benefits of this and everything. Another one for me is, um, as we started doing this and having to, you know, music used to be, you know, the record store, you'd go find music, radio stations, uh, put a lot of music out. It's not like today where, you know, there's just a few corporate bands every 45 minutes, you know, you have to go find music now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I never Absolutely. really how to do that. Again, I'm an old bastard. I would not know half half these bands if I wasn't on this podcast. Well, and so with this show and doing this, it's forced me in that process now of finding bands. It forced me to go learn to find music. And now 
there's so much great music out there that's happening again now. It's, it's really exciting. There's so many good bands. Yeah, for oh, sure. There is, man. There is. And it, it harkens back to those 70s and 80s days of just guitar-driven rock music. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, even, it, even before the hair bands. It makes my heart just ha- happy to see and hear it and, and know about it. And there are truly some bands now that are some of my favorite bands. Again, I wouldn't know about other than this podcast and saying, doing research or somebody saying, hey, would you have these guys on? Absolutely. Check them out. And like, and I've said this on a couple of podcasts, Jeff, I know you're a listener because you've already thrown out a couple of deep cuts at us, but like the cold stairs, I found out about them this year when we had them on the podcast, love them. The guy, yeah. They've already had a couple albums out, been around a bit, but like, how would I have known about this band that I really love? Because there's nobody promoting them. Exactly. How, how cool is that, man? That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it seems like all these bands, you know, they all have like Facebook fan group page and like to be part of this. I mean, it's, you know, there's not these days, there's not FM radio support. There's not a video channel or video. Yeah. There's not an MTV. I mean, so like to really be part of this, it's, it's so cool. And uh, they're like, I think that, and we had Mason on last week and we were talking about, um, you know, Blackberry Smoke pretty much being like, you know, the the flag bearer of this whole kind of Southern rock thing and this rock and roll. And, you know, those guys said early on, they decided they're going to be a fans band. And I think all the younger bands in this genre, they follow that example. Like, we're going to be a fans band because you need that. You need that to, to help promote. I, I, I agree. And just the whole... Uh again, the whole brotherhood of it, it you know, mm-hmm. part of that be a fan's band, you know, just creates this big brotherhood that just keeps happening. Oh, you know, let's Blackberry smoke. Let's call it brothers and sisters, you know, yeah, right. across the board for all of us. And uh, by the way, you know, talking about fan pages and stuff, man, congratulations on your next to Ken, Brian, that thing's exploded. Oh, you know, good job. Those, start. those guys are such good guys. Those guys are awesome, man. And it's like, yeah. we've always, it feels like we've known those guys like our whole life. Oh yeah. Dude, like my, family. First time I talked to Richard, you know, over a year ago, you know, just talking about, you know, the Thunderbolts about booking them, you know, it, it was the most hilarious conversation. And yeah. Right. It, it was. <laughs> man. I mean, right. Uh, Doesn't know a stranger, does he? No. And he just talked your ear off. Mm-hmm. And then it finally gets to, okay, well, uh, my wife wants me to go to the grocery store, so I got to get off. <laughs> well, that's kind of how it was with us. He's like, yeah, I only got about an hour. I got to be somewhere. And like yeah, 30 minutes later. later. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, well, exactly. Because he's like, I got to go to the grocery store, some town in Kentucky, you know? And so I immediately had this visions of him living up in the hills, kind of all that kind of thing. <laughs> 30 mile Model A truck drive to you know, <laughs> down in Kentucky. Dude. Like Grizzly you go, Adams. <laughs> you go to the general store, you know. <laughs> well, and you know, Greg's the same way too, just super nice down to earth guy. Like he just sends comments and messages to us now, just like like he knows us like he's our friend. I'm like, this is crazy. Isn't that cool? A- again, there's that whole brotherhood, that whole circle and fans bands, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool, man. It's good to be part of that. Yeah, and it's good to see how you guys have progressed in three short years, guys. Three short years, you're where you're at with all these great bands. Now you have your headliner. You've got people lining up the door to be sponsors for you. I mean, again, that's a te- I said this earlier. It's a testament to what you guys have done, what you've performed. 
for the community and like congratulations to both of you. This is great. And I can't, can't wait to see where you guys are going to bring it in the next couple of years. No doubt. We can't either. <sighs> yeah. We have Blackberry Smoke <laughs> be showing up. And... <laughs> you got to figure out bigger and better. We, we, you know, that's well, sure. Of... You know, and people hear about these, the bands that you keep bringing in and how many people you got 5,000, I mean, 5,000 people is nothing to laugh at. Right. That's no, a lot. That's not. a, that's a medium sized venue, you know, and that's big time national touring act come, come through 5,000 seat venues. Well, that's another fun thing about this, you know, again, with, with our bands is, you know, emerging bands, not too often do they get a 5,000 crowd. No. Um, no. So it's really cool to be able to, to put something where they've got great staging and optics and incredible sound and just a shitload of people. Half of them are girls in bikinis. And in a total. All right, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> do I have to take my? Do I do I have to bring my wife? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> Put her in a bikini. Uh, She'll and, shoot me. And she's 46, do, like I am. She's not wearing bikini anymore. Uh, able to party, you know, and have fun floating around in the lake watching this show. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So that makes it fun. It's really good to be able to to do for the bands you know, to provide that for them is, is, again, another blessing, you know, and how cool is that we feel. Well, who, who do you guys want to get like one day? Like who's your dream artist to come play? Oh, no, you go with yours. Oh we we have two different. Okay. You guys <laughs> each get one. You guys each get one. Okay. So mine is Kid Rock. I keep saying if I get Kid Rock on the stage, the festival is retired. <laughs> you probably could. With our, with how we do things, I you, I literally cannot think of anyone else to top that. Okay. I, I'm originally from Detroit, so I'm a oh, huge right. Kid Rock fan. Motor City Kitty, right there. Yep. Uh, mine's Jackal. You know, I'm right on, on. Right on. I think uh, you can get both of these artists. Well, Jackal, if we were on a different different weekend, we could. Right now, okay. it's impossible because obviously we've checked into it. Uh, had a lot of talks with with Stan, their agent, and the problem is, is they they do Harley endorsement and they play the the welcome back the Harley homecoming every year later okay. in Milwaukee. So unless that endorsement ends, or and we're not moving late. Hell, we had Rocklahoma move to Labor Day this this past year, and and they're doing it again. We're not moving. It's totally yeah. different crowds. Number one, but. Uh, so hopefully that'll that'll change in the future, and somehow we'll be able to get them here. I mean, we're we are the show that can do that now. We, you know, we've made it to that. Um, we, we can we can pay that bill. Uh, so now it's just now making the date that'll work. Yeah. But if not, you never know. We may do some other show. Um, you know, add into what we do and and do a land based show somehow. Uh, you know, rock crawling is really big here, too. It's not just boats. We have some of the best uh, off-roading and rock crawling below the dams uh, anywhere in the nation. And, uh, hmm. you no. know, kind of thinking we've got our own little Red Rocks kind of set up there. And, you know, it's kind of like put a big show on the water. Why not put a big show on the rocks? So, right. You know, maybe who knows in the future? Yeah. Maybe we try and grow. And all your artists are guarantees, right? Because you're not charging yes. emissions yes. and stuff. So you're yeah. getting right. So guaranteed flat and and we take care of lodging and catering hospitality. And and we're one of the few people that that honor their riders, man. You know, uh when uh 
when them dirty roses wants uh wants good whiskey <laughs> we get them good whiskey. <laughs> i might have done a shot of whiskey with those guys in their dressing room at the woodlands tavern in columbus before it's very possible <laughs> might have uh, i don't so, know if it was good whiskey but they had a whole tray of them they said here drink one of these i was recording a podcast with them actually a road report okay so when we uh when we saw them last february um, you know, when they were playing in Tulsa and we introduced ourselves because we already had them booked. And, mm-hmm. and so we asked a couple questions on the rider, you know, was this whiskey? And then something, I forget how they worded on the beer, a, a quality beer. No, it was a high, <coughs> it was a high end beer, high end beer. And, but their examples were mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. We asked them and said, so guys, you know, on the high end beer, what do you, you know, is it an IPA you want? What is this? And, and and uh, James, now Bud L- or Miller Lite. Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> right? okay. so Sounds like I- me in college. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Pounders. Miller Lite. <laughs> Not even like Heineken or Corona. They just want Miller Lite. I know. I rolled. <laughs> yeah, I because uh, I I do like the grocery list and everything for the hospitality for the riders and stuff. And so I saw that. And I was like, well, what kind of high end beer? I, I worked at restaurants, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm they're like, um, okay, well, what do they want specifically? And then when we asked them, just they're like, oh no, we want Miller Lite. And I'm like, okay, that's not what I was expecting, but hey, cool, we got it covered. <laughs> Even down to hand towels. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple funny hand towels. <laughs> yeah, they theirs is black hand towels and, and size okay. like we always do new batches and new hand towels every yeah. year to make sure they're on the stage. And, um, anyway, so they had black and I couldn't for the life of me figure out, you know, what's why black. And so I asked them under stage lights and I never knew this under stage lights, uh, the fuzz off like new white towels. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, it looks like. Oh lint. yeah. 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 It's going to show up all over. Yeah. Light. But ask Richard Turner, uh, Richard Young, ask Richard Young about uh, hand towels for stage. He had the funniest damn story. We were talking on the rider, uh, and, and theirs is new hand towels on their <laughs> rider. And uh, he had the funniest damn story he told me, man. So ask him about that. Someday. Okay. Uh, what is the craziest request you guys have had on the ride? Don't say by who, just what, like, weirdest, craziest. Okay, so in in my mind, going back to the black hand towels, so I thought they wanted black hand towels because I'm a woman. Oh yeah, this is funny. So it's my wife. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, okay, they want black hand towels. I'm like, how much makeup do these guys wear? She thought it was because black doesn't stain with makeup. Oh, see, I didn't know that. So I'm literally sitting here like, oh, my God, if they need black hand towels, they need to wipe all their makeup because off. because they wear makeup. They're kiss. They're like kiss. You guys wear makeup, man. Yeah. And so that was probably, I, I think the craziest rider so far is the vegan diet with how uh, we. Uh, coming up uh, on yeah. this year on one rider, again, you know, we do pizza and we do barbecue, you know. Yeah. It's a during the day barbecues. It hits evening. Um, this rider, 
two of the people are vegans and one of the people are vegetarian. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. I can never remember what the difference is between the two. I couldn't tell you, but I just, I'm going to have to find some, just grow some vegetables, man. Get some potatoes some carrots, just throw them on a grill. We grill after the show. Oh, funny story. You need whole foods as a sponsor, whatever the hell, like, you know, fresh produce place. Here's a good story for you because I can't tell a bunch of the dirt and I won't, but here's a good one. You can if you don't use names. No, no, no. This is a name. Anthony Davis. Did you guys know <laughs> he to cook? Andrew. Andrew. Did you, yeah. you know he to cook? No. He did so uh, oh this We were sitting around that Sunday morning, you know, after they after the show the next day, they were staying all day and that night. Oh, God. And we were talking about what we were going to go do that day and, and He's like, and I said, man, let's let's grill hamburgers later on, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew says, hey man, I've got an idea. He says, why don't I go to the store? He says, I love to cook. I just never get a chance to do it. And uh, he says, I would dig if I could just go to the store and just get all kinds of different meats and stuff, and then just let's just have this finger food monster buffet. I'm like, okay. So uh, Amanda and Andrew go to the store and. It just went crazy. And while we went out on the lake, the rest of us guys wanted to jump off the fucking cliffs. Uh, <laughs> damn rock and rollers, man. Uh, Andrew and, and Amanda got everything prepared. We got back and Andrew went to grilling and cooking and these two and just made us a feast for that night, man. So Andrew Davis is, is uh, all right. Skills his, are awesome. His culinary skills are spot on, man. Wow. It's Alabama boys. Yeah, so, you know, when they make it that big and famous, I've always got that story to tell my grandson. Hey, look, man. He cooked for you. Fucker used to cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The funniest part about that is when me and Andrew went to the grocery store. The oh, grocery boy. store was the best part. <laughs> Obviously, you know, they're not from around here. They don't know our grocery store. So, basically, I stood in the middle of the grocery store while he it, – it's a smaller grocery store. He went down every single aisle and – he was just throwing a bunch of random stuff. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do with that? He's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Oh, God. It was so much fun grocery <laughs> shopping with Andrew. It, it, was great, <laughs> it was a great meal. It really was. And again, it was, it was just so cool. Brian, we have to ask him the story next time he's on. <laughs> yeah, ask him that. Oh, I can imagine hanging out like a you know extended amount of time with Andrew and it being nothing but absolutely hilarious. He's a really good dude. I've hung out with him a little bit when they've come to Columbus, and he's come out. You know, not even interview him, just hanging. He's a pretty, yeah. he's a pretty solid dude. And they're the one band that that came up my way, Sioux Falls. I'm like three three hours north of Sioux Falls. So I went and saw them there. Wow. You know, yeah. And they played just like in, I don't know what the promoter didn't do. I think there were other shows going, like Whiskey Myers was playing near there that night and somebody else, some big country band. So they get a real good draw, but they played like, just like it was, was you know. They high were, energy show. Wasn't yeah. It? Man, uh, very high energy show. I oh, for sure. And they're all good. You're talking about James funny or, shit, or uh, Andrew. James and Frank, man, oh, those two God, going too. back and forth on each other. That's hilarious just to watch, man. If uh, I can catch it, I'll put some of it on TikTok. It's pretty okay. funny. Okay. <laughs> so is there Very a good. casino near this? Yes, there is. We, okay. Yeah, there my, is. my wife needs a casino. <laughs> yeah. So does my wife. Our wives can hang out at the casino, Brian. <laughs> Pick them. They're, they're all around here. Um, Absolutely. Send them to Downstream Casino or Buffalo Run Casino. 
Yeah. With the resorts and spas and all that. Yeah. We'll just let them stay there and we could stay like, you know, I'll bring a a, a sleeping bag and sleep under a tree. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you know, just like the, you know, we talked about, you know, them dirty roses because last year we had framing the red in our house too, but we're just going to have them dirty roses this year, but that leaves us a lot more room for let's call yourself a flopper. Shall we <laughs> you just come flop, man? Well, if we can get out there, it'd be cool to do like podcasts from there with the different yeah, bands. you guys. Oh, absolutely. We fans, you know, it'd be pretty cool if we can swing it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more, you know, well, as we're getting closer here, figure out, just get yourself here, man, and come flop the place and, you know, pizza and barbecue. <laughs> no fucking vegan meals, okay? Uh, yeah, I'm not vegetarian, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. We, I, we just bought six, six new airbeds this year to house all of our bands. So if okay. we need to go, what, I found a brand with like pretty good prices. So if I need to go buy about five uh, more, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> that that puts us up to nine that we have now. <laughs> I can go to Costco you for you. Let me know. It's a fucking frat house around here. So Jason, I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I would say I'd like to play Tetris with all the air mattresses and all the bedrooms and everything. So <laughs> I don't know if I want to sleep in the same room as them dirty roses, man. No, you don't want to. Do I may that. need a tent in the backyard to do those sanctuary. <laughs> I fit three of them in one bedroom, if that tells you anything. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Jason, is it that part of the show? Well, would you two? participate in our light our famous lightning round that we do at the end of every podcast oh i'm looking forward oh, to god. it looking forward What's to it about? i mean it's like oh god it's it's this. about whatever whatever comes to mind it's not really about anything it's just oh no okay easy questions don't overthink these okay all right jeff we'll start with you what's your first music festival that you ever attended um texas jam legendary. really yeah, yeah what, that was that was my year festival was it 76 77 the very first one who, who played who was headlining? Uh, yeah ted nugent was a big one on there uh let me think um van halen was just wow. they were an early athlete. i was gonna say yeah they're just going uh you are hardcore showing your age yeah uh <laughs> i'm god i mean even bands like uh eddie money i think walter egan wow uh, it, it was just, I mean, it's legendary. Look up the, I think it was the first Texas jam was 76 or 77. I don't think, I think 78 was like, you know, it went on consecutive years. Again, one of my role models and my vision for redneck raft out, you know, not, I mean, this was a hundred thousand people in the cotton bowl mm-hmm. and was, uh, burning hot fire hoses off the stage, trying to cool people down. But um, that was my very first and, and it was badass. You know, uh, it, it's up there with the top festivals and the annals of the history of our. Well, didn't Stevie Ray Vaughan play in a few of those? Uh, maybe later years. I don't okay. know. Like the 80s, early 80s? Could be. Right. Uh, could be. You maybe know, they, I'm mistaken. Who knows? No, it kind of took a different, you know, uh, a, a different approach and kind of went downhill after after about three or four years. There was a lot of internal, I think, business problems and things like that. Okay. I got, I got the Wikipedia here, 1978. Okay, says a uh, Walter Egan, Van Halen, Eddie Money, Atlanta Rhythm Section. Wow. Ted East, Journey Hart, Ted Nugent, Aerosmith, Frank yeah. Marino, and Mahogany Rush. Oh, Mahog- yeah, Mahogany Rush. Rush. Nice. Yeah, can, can you imagine? Think of Aerosmith in 78, man. Dream On had just broke. And I mean, that that was the era to catch Aerosmith. Uh, oh, just, yeah. 
that was that was a great lineup. And check out '79 and '80s lineups too, man. Very cool. The only misstep I ever saw that show do was uh, Christopher Cross, man. Wow. It, it, Yacht Rock, baby. Christopher Cross Yacht Rock. Cheap trick. <laughs> that's not a good show. For There's us. nothing wrong with Christopher Cross, but that's not the right bid platform for him to be no, on. No, man. Not yeah. 100,000 people in 110 degree heat. Eagles, like, Cheap Trick, years. Foreigner, April Wine, Sammy Hagar, and Christopher Cross. Oh, April yeah. Wine. Nice. <laughs> that was a good band back in the day. Maybe. Yeah, April Wine yeah. has some, some pretty good ones. All right, Amanda, what was your first rock? show or fest you went to you're you said you're a 90s person so my first concert i ever went to was kid rock it was on my 13th birthday okay my first like festival had to have been ozfest (laughs) which year Uh, oh god um god i was in high school so probably like Oh three, oh four. <laughs> um, no, um, that's actually where I fell in love with Ozzy and Marilyn Manson, and I think uh, <laughs> God, who else was there? Disturbed was there, I think. Um, anyway, so that's the first festival I ever went to, but my first concert I ever went to was Kid Rock. Because I mean, sure, I mean. <laughs> I, I actually went it's, I despise the the Marilyn Mansons and shit like that mm-hmm. but here's what I will tell you man and one of the cool things about Amanda and I our relationship and uh, we're obviously two totally different people and different ages and all that but uh, she uh, Marilyn Manson was coming to Tulsa some years back and uh, so for her birthday I'd got her tickets and just you know hey take a friend you know I'm not gonna go well, <laughs> and then he broke his leg or whatever with that accident on stage and had to postpone that tour until you know like next in the winter later and uh her friend couldn't go and so and i said i thought i'll go with you i gotta tell you man one of the better shows i've ever seen you know and well it's uh, a show right it's not just the music it's the whole well i'm telling you for it was pretty toned down show with this now the lighting the the lighting they used was really cool wasn't crazy but it was really cool uh but quite the contrary for me the band was just incredible one of the tightest three-peats bands i've ever seen was john five playing with them then? Uh, yes, yes. yeah that dude is amazing guitar player amazing it just i walked out of there going holy shit you know what a show again wouldn't buy one of his fucking albums but right on a good show he, he knows how to put a good band together That's yeah well, you're going with really no expectations. It's always nice to have a little bit of surprise, isn't it? Yeah. And got to see some crazy looking people too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, Amanda, did you put up all the makeup and go all goth for that or no? Ooh, okay. So when I first seen him, yes, I did. But again, I was going through that high school phase. Um, yeah. No, um, I think I wore like a black crop top and some jeans and, you know, did normal makeup. Okay. It, actually, it, I kind of felt overdressed, to be honest. It was kind of. You and Jeff should have done like the, you know, the goth couple thing. That would have been a great photo. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to warn him about that because I'm like, listen, like I've been around, I've seen this kind of stuff before. Like, don't freak out. And I'm all about, you know, expressing yourself and stuff like that. And, but man, it was a little bit different crowd this time. I mean, there was 
men there just dressed in you know polos and jeans and i was like wow. okay well this is different <laughs> the preppy crowd showed up along with the goth crowd yeah and they all got along and then who's that old bastard over there yeah, yeah. It, it was overall great seeing all those different types of people come together for that and yeah I was so scared he was going to hate it, just absolutely hate it. But when we left, he was like, you know, I actually really liked that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, as a musician and music fan, you're going to you at least appreciate what people do. You may not love it, but you can appreciate live performance. Sure. Yeah. You know, find something to, to grab onto and, and go with it. John 5, for instance. That's what I would watch. Years and years and years ago, when I lived in Phoenix, Arizona for a while, a good friend of mine, Jeff Mars, hi, Jeff, uh, he, could, he lived by Desert Sky Pavilion. I don't know what they call it, but it's the, the outdoor shed pavilion there, really nice. And, and he lived right by it, and so he was always – and he, he wanted me to go see Phil Collins, and I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, I'm not a Phil Collins guy. <laughs> well, he said, no, dude, just, just great. It lets you and I just go hang out you know, on the lawn catch it okay man uh kind of as the Marilyn Manson it, it was one hell of a show you know again I wouldn't buy a Phil Collins record for shit but uh, you know live music is just it's good Phil Collins yes. actually tore it up uh, uh, yeah I'm sure he played drums he's good all that but I hold a grudge against Phil Collins and I'll tell you why he screwed up that live aid reunion with Led Zeppelin by trying to play drums with him absolutely that, it, that was uh I know Paige's guitars were out of tune, but I don't care. Phil, I don't feel mm. Collins playing drums with Led Zeppelin. No, thank you. Well, and it didn't even look good. It looked no. good, <laughs> man, you know. So I hold a grudge. So we'll 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 stay in that vein a little bit and we'll start with you, Amanda. Give us a uh, guilty pleasure artist or song. You're since you're under this industrial goth rock and kid uh, rock. Guilty pleasure? Yeah. Would we be surprised to hear that you liked? God. you know i really can't answer that um come on i want to hear this one. no <laughs> something came to your mind when i said that and i want to know um, what it is oh nikki six like 6 a.m or just yeah 6 a.m yeah i love 6 a.m um have you seen them no i saw them once really i, I really yeah. i love like i Nikki Six, if you ever listen to this, I fucking love you. <laughs> like I literally love Nikki Six. Um, you know, I followed him. I got to see him. With, actually, no, I did get to see him with uh, Motley Crue. Oh yeah, but that's at, not six a.m. Well, I know, but I haven't seen six a.m. But um, that and that's a funny story too because that's how I found uh, Framing the Red. It's true. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, no, I I would love to see six a.m. I really. I don't know. I don't they know. did a cool cover of like I think "Drive by the Cars" or something a, a few years back. That was pretty rad. Was it that song? I can't remember. It was a. It was, yeah. I was very surprised by a cover. Uh, yeah, I'd have to go back and listen to it. I can't remember yeah. exactly what one. I know the cover, but I can't remember. And no, the look. riffs in it is what got me. I got to look it up now. Yeah, they did. They covered. I thought so. It's a pretty good cover. Yeah, Dr- "Drive by the Cars." Yeah. Now, Jeff, Amanda, you can probably get Vince Neil to come play at your show, and he'll probably pay you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I love Motley Crue. They were one of my favorite bands from the 80s oh, growing yeah, up. So yeah. At least he'd only fall on. into the water. 
<laughs> really, we, we'd have to strap it down, man. Hey, <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time we've had to strap someone down and put a life jacket on. Yeah, it's true. We've had to tie people to the bar stools, put a life jacket on them some nights, man. <laughs> just keep them Having a little, little too much fun. Yeah, that tiki lounge can be fun. <laughs> well, Jeff, give us your guilty pleasure. Oh, shit. My guilty pleasure. Probably be. You're going to have to tell me the name of this band because I'm an old man. I forget shit. It, it, I'm not a tracks guy. I despise tracks, you know. And, Moonshine? Yeah. Moonshine Bandits. Moonshine Bandits. Moonshine Bandits. <laughs> All right. I'm Googling Moonshine Bandits. I've okay, got to see what this so is. So look up. Okay. So a really good song to be introduced them to is Dead Man's Hand and um, uh, Red, White, and Booze. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of a fusion of rap and Three piece. It's considered hip hop. Okay. Hip hop. It's got a hypnotic kind of, and again, drummer. So I'm, I'm into grooves. Okay. Uh, That's fair. Hypnotic groove, you know. And so that'd probably be my guilty pleasure, right there. All right. No, I thought it's pretty guilty. (laughs) Yeah, I feel guilty. (laughs) You're making me feel that way. (laughs) We all, you know, I may love these guys. I'm gonna check them out though. I'm looking at their their page right now. Hip hop. what is your Jeff? Start with you. What is your favorite place to go see a show? You can't pick Redneck Craft out. That's but uh, really any any outdoor amphitheater. I'm, okay. I'm an outdoor show guy. Is there uh, anything good by you, Tulsa? What do we got? Well, t- Oklahoma City has the zoo amphitheater where you know I've spent most of my life. Which okay. is two and a half hours away, so we don't catch show. I'm not so sure Tulsa really has a good amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater. Um, you know, most of that stuff is either Kane's Ballroom or uh, the BOK Center, you know. Okay, right on. But any outdoor amphitheater, the vibe is just always so good. You know, people really enjoying, much more so than, you know, packed around inside a show. You know, any, anytime you've got the lawn and people hanging out and, and blankets and, and music and beer, yeah, that's a good night, man. Amanda, how about you? What's your favorite place to see a show? Um, so I haven't been to either one, but it is on a bucket list. So I really want, there's two of them actually. So I really want to go to Red Rocks and I really want to go to Sturgis. <laughs> there you go. Um, that would be a lot of fun. I, 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 Red Rocks is on my bucket list as well. I really want to see, um, Dave Matthews band at Red Rocks. Um, complete Sturgis. kid of the nineties right there. There you go. Well, and then like Sturgis, I really want to see um, Jackal. And I knew that this past year, the Moonshine Bandits played, Kid Rock played. Um, I just, I. Does I'm Jackal not- have their own bar or place out there? Do they? No, uh, he's, he's, he's tied in with the, and I forget the dude's name, the Full Throttle Saloon is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, okay. So Jesse uh, has something. I think he's got some partnership in that. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesse James has his own. And I forget the mighty loud, uh, I think is, yeah, I think there's the name of his company. Um, and it, it, it's the umbrella company and that's one of the businesses under it. But, uh, I think he just has a, a percentage ownership in that deal. And with that, that dude from uh, whatever that show, remember that show used to be on full throttle. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Every channel or something. And that's why I thought he had some kind of, cause he was yeah. always on that or something. And he's there so. every year, you know? Okay. So I, I'm sure he has some kind of percentage in that, but. Okay. All right, last lightning round question. We're going to go food-related stuff right now. And Amanda, we'll start with you. 
what the hell is up with Detroit style pizza and Coney's? Ooh. Okay. So Coney's. I'm from Cincinnati. Um, so Coney's and chili are my thing. Okay. Absolutely. So the Coney's obviously they're full beef. Yeah. Um, and then they put what? <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Well, no, because there's two different types of hot dogs. This is some rock and roll shit. <laughs> it really is. Um, but then you like put chili and cheese and onions on them and sometimes mustard. Um, I'm not a big Coney dog fan, but I am. there is that. <laughs> and then uh, Detroit style pizza. Oh my, it's been so long since I've had some. Um, it's square. Yes, it is square. <laughs> There's some wrong um, with that, man. That ain't, I think that? it's they have crunchier uh, ends. Yeah, like, it's something. It's really smooth. It's really easy to eat. And then there's, you know, you get the crispy crust with it. I don't know how else to describe it. New York style pizza, man. <laughs> New York. And Brian has no idea because he's never been to probably Michigan or Detroit, at least enough to know the foods. Oh, get Detroit sausage. Oh, yeah. You want some really good sausage, man. It's called the Detroit Sausage Company. You can order a box of their links and have it sent. Uh, I was turned on my, uh, her stepfather in Lexington, Michigan. There's there's a really cool theater there. And, yeah, and, and Ted Nugent plays there every now and then. And they've got apartments upstairs of it. And, you know, again, lodging part of the contract. And, and then they have this restaurant bar with it, too. And he always, in his writer for that, he always has Detroit sausages, you know. So, anyway, my uh, my father-in-law turned me on when, when we went to Michigan last year, turned me on to these Detroit sausages. And they're, I think they put cocaine in them, man. Those things are big <laughs> hell, dude. We get back, and I swear to God, I, I I called and ordered. And by the time, you know, the shipping cost and everything, it's kind of like, eh. well, the cost of the sausage isn't much for like a 20-pound box, right? And so I'm like, well, hell, the shipping's not going to change. Just bring, send two boxes. I don't know if you know what 20 pounds of sausage links <laughs> is. It, there's these boxes. I mean, there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these sausage links, and and so I'm sitting here with two boxes of those. I can never <laughs> those. But Detroit sausages are to die for. Try them sometime. I will. And I don't really cool too. I don't mind the Coney dogs or the pizza, but again, like Cincinnati style chili, it's that's kind of my thing. And I just, you know, I'm talking to a Detroit or Detroiter here. What what's Cincinnati style chili? It's um, like Skyline. It's very it's it's a it's Greek style, so it's um has meat meat sauce it's basically like a meat sauce it's really runny meat sauce has gotcha. cinnamon in it um if you guys ever i don't know if you have skylines around you probably not that's more of a midwest southeast thing okay so it's nice style chili either on pasta like spaghetti or yeah. coney coney dogs yep yeah so, okay gotcha no beans in your chili though you can order it with beans but it doesn't come with beans regularly like if you do a five-way like five-way it's the noodles and it's the, yeah. the sauce and then it's beans and onions and cheese and oyster crackers on top. It's actually pretty damn good. He's Sounds making good, a Yellowstone reference because we just watched the season finale. Oh, yeah, but chili. still, I mean, because I, mean, I like chili with beans. And some yeah, this is not like show, huh? this is not like chili like you would eat in a, a bowl of chili. It's a sauce. It's a topping. It's a meat sauce. Gotcha. Okay. More of a meat. That's how I'll describe it. A meat sauce. 
my, I feel cultural now. My wife watches Yellowstone, and I'm, I think I'm going to get into it just for the music. We watched the first episode last night, finally. Hey, it's a good series, man. I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, they do have a lot. You know, it's like any of those series now. I remember Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, was, I, that was great on that series. Man. Yeah, yeah. That much. So, I mean, you're playing a lot of the bands that we like on those series, and including Yellowstone. Now, I think my wife's watching just for the dudes. I'm watching it for the music. Either way. I think I'm watching for it both. The yeah, dudes in the music. It's all a bunch of burly, you know, manly men on that show. I, I watch it because there's a character on it, uh, Beth. It reminds me so much of this one right here. Oh, is that the um, the daughter that's like yeah. worked yeah. for the bank, the banking the, people? The, yeah. the psycho, the psycho it's, bitch and the mean one. She doesn't take no shit off anybody and a band is a lot like that, man. I just have to laugh at that. They introduced her in the series by going to like a board meeting or bank thing and basically like stripping that guy's company away from him as their yep. biggest lender. Yeah. yeah, that's how they introduced her. And then she was back on the ranch right after that. Well, you know, hey. Dad needed her. You gotta do what you gotta do. Dad needed her, man. You gotta help the family ranch, you know? Yep, absolutely. All right, Jeff, food question for you. We okay. come to you guys to see Redneck Raft out. Where do we go to eat local? <laughs> Uh, you know what's really sucks here is there's uh, we have a lot of restaurants and, and decent. We don't have a whole lot of array of different kind of foods and restaurants around here. Um, so no no vegan restaurants is what you're telling me. Yeah, I gotta find <laughs> good, that shit. No, uh, you know the best thing around here, quite honestly, come to Oklahoma is we'll uh, go to Pigette's Prime Meats and. Um, getting cut as fresh cut of some steaks right off of one of their cows. They, it's their own cattle and uh, throw them here on the grill. Uh, that's the best restaurant around. Right. All right. I'll take it. I will take you up on that offer. If, if you're looking for a good burger though, Mooney's. Mooney's. Okay. Sunset bar and grill. So, God, so grab a beer and a burger at Mooney's. Oh yeah. I yes. so you're right. right on the lake and beautiful sunsets, man. Sold on both accounts for sure. Absolutely. Take you over there by boat. All right. Well, Jeff, Amanda, thanks for joining us. Where do we go to find out more about Redneck Raft Out so we can see the lineup, we can figure out how to get out to you guys and just check out all the good stuff you're going to post online? Okay. Got we're, we're everywhere, man. We, Facebook, you can, uh, our Facebook page is RRO Grand Lake. The event page is Redneck Raft Out 2022. Uh, our website, uh, please go check out our website, uh, redneckraftout.com. That's got so much information about how to get out here, location, maps, where we are in Oklahoma, where we are on the lake, uh, about the event to kind of familiarize, uh, about all the bands. We've got bios on all the bands. Uh, you can order uh, the previous year's T-shirts and VIP passes that uh, we're offering again this year. You can order all that off of there. And then we have YouTube channel, Redneck raft out we just started and we'll be growing that growing that as uh, we were talking earlier is you know we're up to 18 subscribers so if one of y'all hurry up and go subscribe we'll be up to 19 <laughs> we will make sure we post that on our, our website right now and while you're we talking got, um we also got instagram and now tiktok yeah. um so which TikTok. i'm following which the podcast is following Yep. Um, so TikTok, I'm going to use for, um, you were asking earlier about, you know, logistics, the work that goes in. So TikTok's actually going to be um, the, kind of the 
background of what actually happens throughout the year of how we get ready and everything. Um, I mean, I just TikTok to you all tonight. I'll be working on that video, you know, doing this interview and stuff. So well, I hope my hair looks okay, Brian. What little of it I have. We're married guys. We don't care what we look like. <laughs> I hear you, dude. <laughs> yeah, you don't. She's loving the growth beard this year, man. I'm loving it. I've never grown a beard in my life, man. I had mine over break. It was a lot more gray than I remember, but I shaved it to go back to work today to look a little professional. Stupid but me. She doesn't like it, but man, she's she's let me do it for a while just so I can do it, man. I appreciate that. This is kind of fun. Well, I am following you guys everywhere as we go. Listeners, please follow them. Check out what they're doing. Great, great bands. A lot of bands that we promote on here. Figure out how to get to Oklahoma. Um, to go see these guys, take part of it. Hell, you might see Brian and I out there, right, Brian? Oh, we, we're going to make this happen somehow. I've already guys, decided. We're going to figure out how to get you out here. <laughs> Just get out here. We'll we'll got you covered and place to stay and everything else. You're on hassle-free. Just come and join the party, man. And it's September 3rd and 4th, so that's great. My son goes back to college in mid-August, so I, I shouldn't have anything going on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, get him out of the house, I can go. Well played. <laughs> Guys, thanks for having us on. Yeah. Thank you all so much. It was good chatting with you. And yeah. thanks for being supporters of the podcast as well, too, Jeff. We, and Amanda, Absolutely. we appreciate you guys listening and commenting. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's great. It keeps us turned on. You know, getting, we found some new music just off of that, too. You know, so well played, guys. Well done. So for the listeners, that's Jeff and Amanda Silvers uh, created uh, the Redneck Raft Out, and it's building every year, and uh, we can't wait to be an even bigger part of it. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Have a great one, guys. Well, thanks to Jeff and Amanda Silvers for talking to us for so long about how uh, Redneck Raft Out all came together. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to learn more about how these festivals work. And that fits in right in with our, you know, random festival series episodes. Yeah. And what great people. They are so nice and cool. Uh, just interesting, you know, for, for if you guys, you know, listen to the podcast, how they came up with doing that and put that thing together. Both of them have some experience with different types of, I think, skill sets and, and businesses that help them because they, I think they were a little too, Oh, it's pretty easy. You can do it. But they've had mm -hmm. some experiences. I'm not so sure I would find that easy to do. They, right. they seem to have a natural ability to do that. And it's uh, it's funny that, you know, on the last episode, you know, where Mason from Giant Mother Mary was talking about how, you know, some of these shows, they provide, you know, place for the band to stay. And, and mm -hmm. <laughs> they take that to a whole nother level, Jeff and Amanda. Oh, do. yeah, man. You got your Airbnb there. They put you up, they <laughs> feed you, they take care of you. You get, you know, great service, take you around the lake on their boats and they have all their friends and neighbors involved in it. If you're an artist, I, I don't know, we're going to go to be treated much better and have much more of like a, a home style event. Yeah. And they are troopers because they have them dirty roses all staying at their house. <laughs> But we try to keep up for 36 hours. Yeah, <laughs> we kid. We love those guys. But yeah, that's always a little funny kind of thing to say about those guys is, you know, those crazy kids. You know, and they're doing this in a different era, right, of rock and roll where people oh, right. aren't as much debauchery as they used to be. So having Jeff and Amanda and their friends and neighbors put people up is probably a little bit easier than it used to be. <laughs> and it's not as much of a risk. Right. But great people, man. And they're 
they're so smart and skilled at what they do. And that's why, you know, I was saying, they just seem like kind of all shucks, like, oh, it's not that hard, but it's easy to do. But I think mm-hmm. you got to have the right personality, know some things from the different businesses and jobs they've had to really, it seems like pretty seamless, put everything together and be mm-hmm. successful at it with really not doing this before. And just, it's awesome. I, you know, I want to see this thing be successful. They're great people, have great bands. Yeah, and it sounds like there's a lot of uh, local businesses, a lot of local people there that are really super supportive of the show, and that's great to see as well. It's always good when you know you're got a good in with the community, and you're yeah, you're you know, providing value. They want to be a part of it. They want to sponsor it. They want their name on it. That's another way you've known you're doing a good job and being successful. You have people coming to you that want to take part in it. So, oh, that's amazing, and just again uplifting for the community. Yeah, nothing, nothing but good, good good things, good news. And uh, it's great to make another family connection with some people that, you know, we're going to, you know, hopefully in the future, without a doubt, do a lot of things with, and, you know, we can only uh, help more each other more and support each other more. So that's just great. So, you know, hopefully we'll have a lot more of that. And in the meantime, always remember Southern rock is reverent blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 